Welcome to Dead Go. Talk Live. Our first guest today is Patrick Wilson, who stars and directs the latest installment of Insidious, The Red Door, which is coming to theaters nationwide on July 7th. Patrick, thank you for being our guest today. Congratulations on this film. Let's get right to it. It's been 10 years since we met Josh Lambert. How would you describe Josh's state of mind as The Red Door begins? Uh, I think, first of all, thanks for having me. I think he's uh, he's a little broken. He's a little disconnected. He's a little, as he even says, foggy. Um, yeah. And he doesn't know why. So it's he's got to figure out why <laughs> exactly <laughs> now in the first two films we see what a parent will do and anything to save their child in the red door is it that same passion that is fueling josh to help dalton or does he feel the need to remember what was wiped from his memory i i think it the, I think it's a little of both. Of course, he would do anything for his child. He's but he's got a very broken relationship with his child. Uh, he's. I think he feels like he needs to put himself together before he can put others together. And I think that's that's their journey because he's on the other side of the country from Dalton, so we don't have a ton of screen time together. But it's a real. The the thread is is you know it's a very real and. Uh, present thread between the two of them, a connection in more ways than one. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, this is your directorial debut. You were surrounded by a great production team that included Jason Blum, James Wan, Oren Pelly, and many more. Were they a great resource to turn to when you were seeking advice on how you wanted to direct this film? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't... You know, I, I did my pitch for how I wanted to do the movie and uh, and they were on board because they know that above all, the, the movie uh, has to be personal. It has to be, you know, as James said to me, make it yours. Um, yeah. I think that's how he knows that if, if, if your heart is imbued in the movie, uh, then it's going to be a truthful uh, experience, right? Yeah. For, for the, the audience as well. So uh, obviously if this were you know, part of the appeal was doing it with guys that I knew very well and that I would be trusted and, and that I would be helped. Uh, because certainly there were so many experiences on this movie that were new to me. And I wanted, I did not want to be, uh, I wanted to be the only guy in the room that hadn't done this before. Put it that way. <laughs> Patrick, thank you so much. Guys, the movie's called Insidious, The Red Door, premiering in theaters nationwide July 7th. It's great. Congratulations, Patrick. And thank, thank you, and I look forward to our next chat. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Good. We are now joined by Ty Simpkins and Sinclair Daniel from Insidious, The Red Door, premiering in theaters nationwide July 7th. Thank you both for joining us today. Congratulations on the film. Ty, I want to get started with you. Did you find it helpful watching the first two Insidious movies to get a feel for everything Dalton experienced as a young child and bring that into this latest film? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, they've always kind of stuck in my in my head after, after filming them, so I kind of always have been thinking about that over, you know, the course of the last couple of years that I've been attached to it. And then, yeah, obviously I, I did give them a rewatch just to update the brain on everything, but, you know, uh, a lot of it was, you know, Dalton has forgotten all that stuff. So it wasn't as much needed over time, you know, he, he starts to realign. But uh, 
a lot of conversations with Patrick really helped out with that. And then, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Sinclair, being the newcomer to the franchise, how would you, do, how would you describe your character to the fans that are really excited to watch this latest installment? Sure. I think that um, Chris can be described as somebody that you have not seen in the <laughs> Lambert storyline, or no nobody like her, rather, uh, in the sense that she's got a lot of energy and joy and humor, um, and she doesn't really care what anybody thinks about her. <laughs> and, you know, some time has passed since people last saw the, the Lamberts, so they've they've they're coming out and starting this next chapter a little um a little broken and i think chris yeah. is able to help in her own way put some of the pieces back together um for dalton definitely ty what is the relationship like between dalton and his father at the onset of this film um you know so if if you think about it when you're really young and you go through an, a, a traumatic experience like what Dalton did and, and his dad went back into this hellish underworld to save him. That's where a lot of their bond would come from and a lot of what, what really made them close would come from. At the end of Insidious 2, when we leave them, they get their minds wiped and, you know, what that kind of does to a person or what the monumental bits of a relationship kind of lost would do to um, a father and son. And, you know, you really get to see that kind of how they interact with each other in the new one. And, and it's very, it's very different than what we're used to and kind of seeing them grow together and how similar of a journey they're really on uh, together as father and son. It's, it's a really beautiful thing. Awesome. I want to thank you both. Uh, Ty, Sinclair, congratulations again. This movie is uh, highly anticipated. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you. Uh, we are now joined by the legendary Lynn Shea, who is on the telephone with us. Lynn, thank you for being our guest today. It is an honor to talk with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Oh, I've been looking forward to uh, talking with you for such a long time. The honor is mine. Now, let's get right to it. We see your character, Elise, die at the very end of the first movie, Insidious. After its successful release, when did it sink in that Elise would become the heart and soul of the Insidious franchise? Well, I'm grateful, first of all. And second of all, I don't think even James Wan wasn't sure what was happening. Because I remember after we really, he actually said that to me, what if we do another one and you're and you were killing you off in this one? And I said, well, you know, kill me and we'll figure the rest out. It's a ghost story. <laughs> and and kind of what happened is um, the character really did it. It sort of um, resonated with people in a in a specific kind of way that took, I think took us all off guard a little bit. I remember Jason Blum saying to my manager, you know, people keep talking about that long speech Lynn has as, as Elise, you know, sort of describing the further. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, I guess the, the rule of thumb is you never, you do your best always and you, you never know how it's going to unfold. And at least if you've given your all, you know, you've done your part. And that was, that was what I felt. I did the best I could and look how the great reward this has given me to this day. You were amazing. I believe it was in chapter three that we get to see Elise's backstory, someone who is overwhelmed with grief at the loss of her husband. In your opinion, 
What drew her out of her grieving to face a different kind of darkness with the abilities that she has? I think it, her her key is she loves helping other people, and she knows she has this ability. I still have this sort of dilemma with um, with people that talk about the character. They want to call her Dr. Rainier, and that she's a professor. She's a housewife with a dog and a dead husband. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pardon, pardon my, my sort of uh, abrupt way of describing her, but... I, I, she's she's a good listener and that's that's in my opinion that's that is her her biggest ability and because and she happens to have these sensors that, that most people don't have but she could also like you say in her grief she shuts them down yeah. but her desire is to help others and so when when their energy comes to her she reopens her own to them and is able to become the the giver she is. Exactly. She's really remarkable. I'd like to be more like Elise. Well, I'll tell you what. I think why she resonates with fans so much is because you really made the character you your own. And I'm that leads me to my next question. Do you think Elise believes that everyone that dies goes into what she calls the further and those who have done bad get stuck there and the good move on? Uh, since you created the character and made her your own, not created, but you made her your own, what do you think Elise's core beliefs are in regards to the further? I think they are her core beliefs, but I think they're based on her experiences. Okay. In other words, I don't think she's made up anything. You know, that, and that opens up a world to all of us who go, what really, how little do we really know about what's out there? Because there's so much. And, you know, I always use music as an example. You can't see music, mm -hmm. you know, but it's there. It's in the air. You can't see, you know, I mean, there's so, so much going on that we, we don't understand. And I think Elise, again, being a great receiver and a great listener, she has, she, she's aware, she's, she's bombarded by all the energy that's around her. And I think her hardest job is to cut out the negative energy that she yeah. doesn't want around her and yet deal with it when she has to. So she has to cut it out for her life, but she has to embrace it when she's trying to help other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And she has become, we saw her as a child and as she goes through the stages of her life, how much she has mastered it and is even still learning as she goes along. Right. Right. Now, is there any particular film in this franchise that really holds a special place for you? I love the first film because none of us knew any of the answers. Yeah. Or, and we didn't and we were still asking a lot of questions. I think if something becomes successful, you know, forgetting about that this is a unique story unto itself, but but that uh, as something gathers uh, popularity, it's you're more you're more um a, it's more it's more reasonable that you would try to build what you are around the popularity. You'd mm -hmm. sort of use that as your core. But I think the first one, when we didn't know anything, we only knew the story James wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautifully written story, you know, based around this fam the love of a family and a and a and a very very typical family dilemma of of a sick child, which you know resonates for everybody, I think, in general. So yeah. James wrote a very kind of universal story. And so I think, and at least they, I remember when James gave me the script, the first thing he told me is that she talks a lot. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, I don't, maybe, okay, I'm right for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but when, as I, as I read it, there was such, um, the universe that she, she describes 
is a unique universe. We've mm -hmm. never we've never heard of the further before. It's not like talking about heaven and hell and sort of other places that are still cosmic but have have a tradition behind them. The further had no tradition, and we were actually building the tradition of what's there. So I think that's always been my favorite, and that the fact that it was successful in manifesting this world, which became very vivid to people, and now. I mean, you know, it gives me chills to talk about it. Yeah. But now it's really peopled with demons and and that we recognize mm -hmm. and entities that we talk about and that we know. So it's kept expanding. But I think the very first uh, experience with it was my favorite. Now, you, Patrick, James Wan, all of you guys created this universe, this franchise. Uh, what are your feelings seeing Patrick getting to direct for the first time this latest film, The Red Door? He's Patrick is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I have never, I don't think I've ever really seen anybody as chill as he is with all he had to do in this. I mean, I only believe it or not, this, the, the new film, I was just there for a short period of time, but I saw him transition like that <laughs> from Josh in pain to Lynn move over a little bit more to the right. You know, there was like, it was kind of schizophrenic because, but it was clear, it was sharp, it was real, it was honest, and it was right on target each time. I mean, there was one moment in particular, there's a beautiful scene I have with him uh, towards the end of the film. And, and he was giving directions, I think to the, it was either to sound or camera. It was, you know, he was directing his film. Uh -huh. And literally, he turned on that emotion. When they when he called action, he was his own action. And it was really formidable to see him uh, so facile at, at being able to call up a real emotion. He wasn't pretend, he didn't like, oh, you know, yeah. none of this crocodile stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Was, this is from the heart of his own heart, and he's a fantastically talented man. Absolutely. Before we go, uh, you have over 220 credits to your name. The horror community has really embraced you. What are your thoughts on doing horror and the, the horror community itself? The, the horror community is one of the most loving communities I've ever been a part of. And people, it's kind of a, a dichotomy in a way because you think it's a horror community, so these people are walking around, you know, <laughs> you know, making monster faces at each other. But I don't know what's going on with my phone. Um, but it, they are a truly loyal. The loyalty yeah. and the uh, dedication and the, um, the the real love that you feel from them is un it's unmeasurable. And I feel so proud. You know, I don't even know how it all happened. <laughs> you know, I mean, there really is. I think we get moments like that and all of all of us do in our lives where we go, why did I do that? What just what? And you realize, again, Elise, Elise is characteristic of being a good receiver. Yes. We must listen. We miss most of our own lives by not listening. Exactly. We're so busy. Nah, 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 nah. So much static from the outside and from our inside. So I think being a good listener and um, the horror community is the greatest listeners. They they remember everything you give to them, and they're a beautiful bunch of people. Lynn, I want to thank you so much. Uh, this has been a fascinating couple of minutes, just getting to talk to you and hearing your stories. Thank you so much. Uh, check out the latest movie, uh, Insidious, The Red Door. It's hitting theaters nationwide July 7th. Uh, Lynn Shea, Elise, is in it, so... Please go and check this movie out. I want to thank you so much, Lynn. I want to thank our audience. On behalf of Lynn Shea and myself, stay safe, everybody, and stay walking. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody.